Medicare for all. Your bros can suck my balls. Fuck your reply, guys. Please don't fuck your reply, guys. Just listen to reply, guys. Hello and welcome back to Reply Guys. The leftist comedy podcast for everyone. Yeah, we're here with some very special guests for this uh, post post holiday episode. Although I guess it's been a, a minute post holidays. I've been just out yeah. of it because I've had COVID. So I'm just it's it's basically time stops at Thanksgiving to me when I got COVID and then yeah. I'm just just getting up now, kind of. <laughs> and um yeah, but I'm just very excited. We're here with uh, Katie Hannigan and Sarah Tolamash, and welcome Hello. to the show. Thank Hi, you. Thank you. And uh, you, you two have a podcast called Lady Journey. Is that? I'm getting it. Yeah, we yeah. do. It's called Lady Journey, and you know, it's for the feminine. Um, anyone can listen. But we do like to, you know, we like to take our listeners on a a voyage um, into various topics. Um, yeah. Blueberry muffins, you know. Overnight that's a- oats. Um, oh. Taking baths. Yeah. You know? We kind of like to pretend we're like goop, but for the working class. Yes. <laughs> we're a blue collar goop. So we do a lot of Claire's, TJ Maxx. <laughs> I love that. That's so funny. What what gave you the inspiration to like want to do a working class goop? Um, I think that just comes naturally where like I want to be the goop lifestyle, but I I just don't have the energy or the privilege, the time, uh, money to do any of the stuff that <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow gets to do. But I'd like to try. Yes. Yeah, we we're kind of like a long form TikTok in a way where, you know, it's like there's always like those quick little like um, banana bread uh, doing affirmations. You know, we like to do like the first five minutes. You know, I get out everything for banana bread. Then I spiral. I have a mental breakdown and then I take a nap. Yeah. And that's my day, you know, so it's kind of like the re the real side behind all of that self-help wellness stuff is like you never really get to this place where you're self-actualized and you're kind of always just like well i'm still a person living a life every day i like it the people's paltrow we yeah love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh i was uh, man she's she's finally getting some heat for this uh this goop stuff but i mean like i think people always made fun of it but i, I feel like people have been starting to talk about it in the past you know couple yeah. of years especially as this like the anti-vaccine stuff um has started to uh to grow in in the yeah. about just like you know is there actually some potentially real downside of this like a uh, pretend yeah. medical care i mean yeah. honestly I'll, I'll say that the one thing i love about her is that unlike other celebrities now who are trying to do this thing or like they're trying to be relatable she's not trying to do that She's like, nothing I do is relatable to you, pores. I am different. <laughs> and I'm yes. like, I appreciate that. I feel like more celebs should just stick with that. I yeah. agree. Yeah. It's refreshing. I remember one time I read an interview with Jamie Lee Curtis and they were asking her about her, like, getting the role of uh, Halloween. And it was just refreshing to have her be like, well, let's just say it. My mom's the scream queen. And because it, it was down to her and one other actress. And I was like, it's just so nice to hear someone just say, I got it because my parents. 
Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Be I know. real about it. Yeah. yeah. Like no one wants to buy our vagina candles, which <laughs> is our merch. We have a Patreon and you can get a vagina candle that you're like, I don't, I actually don't Who love is it. This? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my vagina candle is like, I don't know, it's like, it just comes with like a tampon or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's, it's used and yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I like to call them vaginal candles because it sounds more like science, which I think what's she, that's what she's going yeah. for. Apparently it smelled like citrus and bergamot and it's like, that is not what a pussy smells like. No, you more like it. a cheese probably would be, for me at least. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, a, yeah, but she got I know she got in trouble for they got sued, didn't they? Because of that. Yo, is it the Yoni egg? They were saying it had medical benefits and it had no medical benefits. Yeah, yeah. The, I think they did. It's also like those. I mean, it has like ancient uh, it has like an ancient history where I think it was like in traditional Chinese medicine like years and years ago it was something like for women to strengthen their pelvic floor so it's like that kind of thing where it's like anything can have a benefit but that doesn't mean like it is science it is like your doctor being like you need a yoni egg so you can come harder also i love that (laughs) they're trying to use like ancient like medical traditions as if people back in the day did not use to die when they were like 32 years old because their medical traditions were bad yes like leeches and (laughs) exactly bleeding out yeah yeah i mean i think you know a lot of people have talked about this but it definitely seems like there's this whole like you know alternative wellness space that has grown up in part because the, the actual medical system ignores women all the time and mm-hmm. it's like, you know, oh, you you have this chronic pain. Oh, well, you know. Now we have to turn to prob- crystals. Yeah, yeah, it's probably yes. because you're hysterical, essentially, still, you know, yeah. just stressed out or it's an emotional issue or whatever. And then, like, the person, like, finally goes to a doctor who takes them seriously. And it's like, oh, actually, ma'am, you, you have brain cancer. Sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> Would be really good if we found out about this five months ago. Um, but yeah, I love like the treatments of medical treatments for women through the years where it was like 40s, like slapping is prescribed for autoimmune, you know, yeah. Like, yeah. lobotomy, you know, it's just like random stuff. And now we're like, that's why I have my moonstone to protect mm-hmm. me. I do like the, I, I, you know, I'm from California, so I just have multiple crystals. I don't really believe in them, <laughs> yeah. but I just, I just have them. Like people have given them to me throughout the years or whatever. And I'm like, I don't know, I guess this is just what women possess or something, you know? No, it's true. But there is something like, I don't believe in it too, but I really like indulging it. Like Katie and I have talked about like, tarot cards and like witchery like we really do i just enjoy it like even in an asmr and texture like i like the cards and getting all like the accessories that go along with it yes absolutely it's something like i don't know if it's like the feminine in me or if it's just like the person that i am but like when i see like a cute baby animal like instinctually i like it and that's how i feel about crystals i'm like they're shiny they're pointy what's not to love (laughs) Everyone loves baby animals, I think. Or sometimes you meet people who don't love baby animals, and I'm like, what's going on with you? You're at Dahmer, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
And it's funny because those people will always let you know even before you ask them, just like straight up. And I'm just like, I didn't, I didn't ask, but you seem too excited about the fact that you hate baby animals. Yeah. Yeah. And I kind of get like, if you don't like human babies, okay, they're yeah, a lot. Exactly. But if you're like, oh, I don't like puppies, it's like, I'm, I'm sorry, that's not healthy, sir. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you should at least like them in theory. It's like, do I want to be like caretaking a puppy? Like, no, that feels like a trap to me. But like a photo, a photo of a, a little puppy coming out of a stocking. Oh, oh God. Holiday. Yeah. Joy. Holiday magic. Yeah. Oh. Is there, so I have a theory about like why a lot of these like, you know, sort of like astrology crystal things have caught on in the past few years. I'll, I'll see what you guys think, but it's like, to me, you know, it's like, I think that back in the day when I don't know how old you guys are, but let's just say our, you know, our parents were boomers or whatever, like you used to be able to get like, you know, a house and stuff by just having a job and basically like you could work and, you know, achieve long-term security that way. But now that's like basically impossible for working class people um, or even, you know, even people who are like anything but like upper middle class wealthy. And so mm -hmm. it's like, there's this like additional ingredient of like to be able to have a secure life, you now have to do magic as yeah. well <laughs> to yeah. like manifest. It's so true. You have to manifest the life of your dreams. And there's actually been like a huge explosion in that type of um, like lifestyle, like self-help brand of like manifesting. Mm -hmm. I mean, from the past, like it started, you know, it kind of started picking up steam in the seventies, but in the past, like 20 years, even it's just exploded. And I think it is because first of all, it's like kind of a pyramid scheme, you know, like you look at people mm -hmm. like, like um, these gurus or whatever. And then you look to what their book is and their book is just like how to be a guru like me. And it's just like a systematic way of like taking advantage of people who are just like trying their best to figure out that like X factor and why I'm not successful and don't have money. And it's because I'm like working an hourly retail job, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I also feel like, uh, the reason why I, cause I've had this thought I've, you know, I got food poisoning a few years and they were like, oh, maybe it's colitis and all that. And you're like, the amount of money for one weekend of food poisoning was like $20,000. Oh my God. And they, they wanted to like do all these like tests and all that. And I was like, I can't really afford that. And you're like, but I can afford homeopathic <laughs> medicine. And it does, at least it feels like I am doing self-care and it's affordable. And I, I don't know if it's beneficial, but at least I feel like I'm doing something. Yes. It's you cheaper. Know, it's great for colitis, a little aromatherapy, a little <laughs> lavender. Oh, you feel so good in the bowels. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd also like to say that as Lady Journey, we are also trying to get a pyramid scheme going. So if anyone wants to join our Patreon, we want we can tell <laughs> you how to start a podcast that is about women. And <laughs> that is the best way to do it. Yeah. I, yeah. Whenever I like watch YouTube, I always get all these ads for like people who are like trying to promote like uh, basically like life coaching businesses but they're like training yes. other coach coaches and it's just like 
what is like you're coaching people how to become coaches and how to enroll their own coaches and like what is the original thing that you're coaching people on i love this yes. so much like those videos it's always a guy who comes like to the cat walks as a camera and there's like a ferrari behind him and you're like Do you know how <laughs> yes. i got this and i'm just yes. like no i'm actually trying to watch my video but yeah, yeah. i'm sure you had money <laughs> It's really, it's really interesting, like the developments in technology have brought about like a whole new wave of pyramid schemes that you've like never even seen these before. It's like, now we have like TikTok Bernie Madoff that's like, how do you think I got, I'm a millionaire by the time I'm 32, just read my book. <laughs> and it's just so interesting because it's just like kind of transcended like this big shift in media and now it, you know, people are like, I, I used to work a nine to five job and now I stay at home. And it's like, but actually you're just now kind of like sharecropping for Mark Zuckerberg by like churning out reels that are just like baby, baby piglets, like having a snack, you know, it's yeah. really fascinating. It's, I, I agree. it's just, it's just so weird. Cause it's just like, like Kate said, it's just like teaching you to do the thing that you are just, but it's like, nothing of value like you're not like really like learning a skill and i see those videos that you're talking about some of them are not like a lot of the videos i get on, on tiktok now is about how to grow your tiktok following and it's just like what is what is like how, so your whole brand is telling me how to use tiktok and that is how why you have followers it's just so confusing yeah because it's like you i can't be successful from your brand unless i'm also promising other people that they exactly yeah have a million followers well yeah. that's what i was gonna i just remember my thought is i um because i feel like in the 70s and 80s there's like cults that were like heaven's gate like waiting for the comment. And I actually feel like cults have kind of emerged into the pyramid scheme world. Like yes. it's become more of the self-help, like Nexium was kind of like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, like Rowe was like, yeah. Oh my God. Too. Yeah. 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 I could completely agree. And, and there's a lot of stuff that's, you know, less bad than, you know, actual cults, but yes. I mean, it's like, I'll watch like, I mean, there's so much like pop psychology, like, I'll, you know, and I'll watch those videos and sometimes they're helpful. You know, it's like, Oh, like how to exactly. communicate better, like in an argument with your partner or whatever. Like, and it's like, I mean, I've definitely like learned stuff from whatever, like, kind of sometimes psych, they're detrimental yeah, where you're like am i not supposed to say the word baby is that offensive ah, <laughs> yeah. went into my mind and you're talking and you're like did i just do a faux pas i have no idea what i'm doing anymore because my mind is just flooded with psychology tidbits from tiktok that i'm like yellow is a color of aggression like this woman hates me you know yeah i mean but there there are all of these like sort of like pop psych concepts that are you know gaining gaining grounds and like becoming really popular like you know attachment style or i'm tr trying to think what else but like oh, yeah you know yeah. Or, or just various techniques for like, like anxiety. narcissism narcissism yeah, yeah. It, i like the narcissism one because it really i think it really feeds people in a way that's like super unhealthy because everybody's had an interaction with people who have had narcissistic tendencies and also we are 
we also do all have narcissistic tendencies. It's like, that's the nature of the ego, you know? So it's like, it's so delicious when you get into some kind of like a breakup or some kind of like dysfunctional um, relationship to to label the other person as a narcissist, because then it like frees you from any responsibility of like, being the person who was also part of the problem. And that's why it was dysfunctional in the first place. Cause it's like, truly, if you're like a healthy person and you interact with a narcissist, then you're like, Oh, I don't want that person in my life, like setting a boundary yet. Meanwhile, like so many people are just in toxic relationships and it feels so gratifying to be like, he was a narcissist. Yeah. Or <laughs> a, a dark empath. is one yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. It's, like, it's, a, it's amazing. Cause it's, it's usually finds like very, normal human behavior and label that as like narcissism it's just like have you ever texted him and he replied with thumbs up after three minutes well he's a psychopath and you're like he (laughs) did do that yeah he's gaslighting a lot of the stuff that i've heard that is considered gaslighting i'm like yeah i've done that but i've been on the other side of it and i wasn't doing it to gaslight my partner i was doing it because like like one was like um the person the person gets upset over something and then the gaslighter will be like you shouldn't be upset over that that wasn't my intention like and it's like well have you ever heard of overreacting in, there, in this gaslighter's world no one ever overreacts you know like it's, it's also like you're giving them too much credit sometimes like they're like this like evil manipulator is just like doing gaslighting and stuff like that i'm like no this person is just dumb and doesn't know how to communicate and that's their issue and that's it yeah it's like is my partner gaslighting me or did we get in a fight which is totally normal in relationships and then it resolved itself yeah i think so yeah i mean and there's also just like i mean some of that stuff is uh, you know like i was in a relationship with someone who i would say was like pretty um pretty gaslighty like like in the very mm-hmm. sort of traditional sense yeah, I, I would be like he would just be <laughs> like oh that thing that you remember happened that didn't happen yeah that no Ooh, you're you know wow. and it, i mean it, it it was nuts but it's also like i mean it just it's like that's just like a, a coward who uh, evades responsibility and a little mm-hmm. whiner not so much like this uh sort of mastermind dark empath yeah it's just like yeah it's usually like people are just like lying because they're selfish yeah, they need, they're trying to get their need. It's like two people that have different needs and then it's they're like conflicting and that's what's happening. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, one of the things, it's sort of like what we we're talking about with the horoscopes and tarot cards and all this stuff is just like, you know, we live in a time that is not very conducive to healthy human relationships and you know it's not so much i think that there's like this you know just a bunch of people being born to be like you know dark triad like sociopath (laughs) narcissist or whatever but just you know it's like i mean for a variety of reasons like including what's happening economically like people are just not able to put the focus on having you know healthy relationships with community and you know mm-hmm. and family and you know I, I sound like a trad right now but i do think that it's like <laughs> if you are in like 
if there's like a bunch of people around you who know what you're up to, it's harder to be, you know, kind of an unmitigated asshole in the way that like, it's easy to if like all of your relationships are taking place in this like one on one away from everybody level where no one really knows what you're doing because you met the person on an app and like, you know, nobody's like sort of observing that behavior being Totally. like, Hey, why are you what's going on with you, you know? So Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, the apps do like make it that you're kind of dating in a vacuum. It's this like, Yeah. this weird experience where you're just like, you're Ubering your new boyfriend to Yeah. your home. <laughs> Well, I, cause I had a friend that like started dating somebody that she met online and he ended up becoming like a, a, a complete psycho. And cause he had his own problems with addiction and probably like childhood trauma. But I was like, Oh, she just didn't have a network of friends that could vet him a little bit. Cause I feel like that's what happens when you date outside of the internet within the social group they you get signs that that person's not right for Yes. you yeah And then yeah some and sometimes you have them and then you're like, mm, I'm gonna fuck him anyway. <laughs> Because <laughs> nothing yeah hotter you're like than somebody who is just yeah a little bit yeah unhinged. you're Yeah. like but i see them i see them Yeah. Uh, that's the thing so is funny is you guys don't understand him and I understand him. Yeah. that's so funny I love it. I love it. Are you are you two on the dating apps? I haven't been on. I'm in a relationship now. So it's You've been been in it's a relationship been a while. for a long time, right? It's been four years Yeah, now. because I remember Yeah. when you got in that relationship and I, yeah, I was like, you're like, I'm dating this guy. And then you ended up staying with him for like a long time. So congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, I'm on dating apps. I, Mohanad has also been in a relationship for, you've been in a relationship for a long time, right? Yeah, five years, yeah. That's a long Okay. time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just feel like I had so many weird dating app experiences that even before I was in this relationship, I had my previous, my last app experience was so jarring that it like set me off of them for like six months because I kept just having like, you know, I was like getting catfish. Like this particular one, I had a guy who he sent me a photo of him that was like easily 17 years old. And I thought, oh my God. It's like a Polaroid from the eighties. <laughs> I thought he was so cute. I mean, this photo, I was like, he was so cute. And then I showed up and he looked completely different. And then he was also kind of like upfront about the fact that he was totally dishonest. But I was like, eh, I'll have a glass of wine, you know, just to see. I was like, hey, I'm not going to leave, you know, Yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. I'll have a glass of wine. And um, and then, you know, like on top of that, his personality was just tough. But it's like I had a couple like that where I was like another guy I met up with just totally lied about his he um looked different. You know, I think it was like like weight. weight was different and I'm not like somebody that would even judge about that but like the fact that you're my first impression of you is that you're completely dishonest like Mhm. Mm and and then even that guy I stayed for the date I stayed for one drink I'm like let me see what the personality was and it was like surprise it was bad he had an awful personality I remember this like this was this was a couple of years ago this is maybe like eight years ago so we were in a different economic place but the first thing he said to me was um I was paying for my drink 
because I, you know, I got there early. I just made sure to pay for my own drink. So it, there wasn't any weirdness. And he comes up and he goes, $9 for wine. I was like, oh God, here we go. Oh my God. It's going to be a rough one. Like $9, like that's not even, it was that's a car. For was New nice York? Car. That's, yeah. That's actually kind of low for me. Like, yeah. I, yeah. I, I wish you I wish you asked him back then or just like, okay, can you give me what's your reasonable price? I just want to know. Like if someone offered me a two dollar wine, I'm not gonna drink it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. I felt it was really reasonable too. It just it just immediately like not only are you a liar, but you're cheap also, which it's like that's yeah, a bad impression yeah. immediately. First impressions are everything. That's all you have on the dating app. You know, at least if you like know somebody like my boyfriend now, I knew him for several years, actually, and got to interact with him a few times. I mean, it was like kind of like a workplace romance, I would say, because he's also a comedian. But like when you see people in a different context and you can like observe them in a way that's subconscious, it just makes it so much easier because you're like, I this person's always been polite. I've never seen him like yell at a waiter. You know, like, uh, okay. He has friends and people yes. like them. Yeah. People, like exactly. him. yeah. people aren't like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. I think so. that that is definitely a harder thing about dating on apps is like, I don't know. I mean, it's just, it is tough to get that feel for what someone's personality is. Like just, you know, sort of like in other situations like outside the the dating context or whatever like I was dating this guy when I first moved to New York and I was like super in love with this guy and you know he was always really nice to me he was really great but then Mm -hmm. about four months in he got into an argument with his roommate and the way that he handled that argument is he went to stay in a hotel and it was like a small argument it was like, and I'm like, oh my God, that's how conflict avoidant you are. That wow. instead of being like, hey, this bothered me, you like go to a hotel. Like that's not a person who yeah. can work out problems, you know? Yeah. Well, why I, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Sarah. I, I was just going to say, I mean, we're saying that it's hard to gauge somebody even off the apps, but even in real life, like sometimes I feel like it takes almost a full year yeah, to really true, gauge yeah. somebody. Yeah. Oh my God. It's so true. Yeah. Like reminds me of, I've been talking about this a lot lately because this is one of my all time favorite science fiction movies, the fly starring Jeff Goldblum and like Gina Davis's experience. I find it so relatable. And that's why that film is so like just visceral. I feel like I experience it so viscerally. It's like you meet a nice guy. He's so cute. I mean, he's Jeff Goldblum. He's charming. And then he's a scientist, right? He's a scientist. And it's like, oh my God, he's got a great job. Like he's got his, he has a loft space. And then you fuck him and it's like immediately, like now his teeth are falling out. Like he's like (laughs) climbing the wall behind you. And you're like, what have I done? I invited him to my cousin's wedding. And he's like popping off his fingernails. And it's like, that just feels like every time I've like, taken a chance on a guy that I haven't known it's like you fuck him and then you're then you find out he like killed a dog and you're like oh my god like he's been (laughs) inside me it's just so like (laughs) dating experience to a T I think think, yeah it's just like wild because sometimes you see people that you've already dated on the apps like (laughs) especially if you've been well like for myself like I you know I have been 
kind of a serial monogamous, like off and on. And so I, I saw someone recently on an app that I dated and he was looking for, he said he was looking for something called a female like relationship, which is like the type of like, sort of like dominatrix style relationship where like the woman is making all of the decisions or reason like, and first of all, I'm like, why is this a fetish? Like, okay, little yeah. ladies in charge. <laughs> like, just like, what if a woman had as much power in a relationship as a man? Ooh, kinky. You know? yeah. <laughs> but I'm like... <laughs> Yeah, it's like if you date for uh, long enough, she's gonna be making all the decisions anyway. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Time for your doctor's appointment. Like yeah. my mental well-being is being taxed yeah. by like the labor I'm doing. Yeah, but the the thing is when I dated this guy, it was like a thing where you like even if I wanted to pick the movie or something, it was like a really big deal. And I'm like, how are you gonna let how are you gonna have a relationship where the other person is like in charge? Like, <laughs> I don't know, but I'm just like I should be able to edit this profile like it's Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. I really, I really think that they should add a feature to it. Well, like, like on dating app, like reviews, basically. Yes. Like every time you go on and like in a day, like they should be able to like a Google review. Yeah, like you know? Uber, so people would know. Stars. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. At least, yeah, at least stars. You know, I'm like I want to, like you want to know. You gotta know. Yeah. yeah. Like he doesn't have bed sheets, you know? <laughs> Fine if it's at your place. I was thinking <laughs> exactly. it, would, it would be fun if like women had like a secret code that we could mm. use that like when I um when I see my downstairs neighbor bringing home a new woman, I could be like, there's a sale at Nordstrom. And then she would know that like yeah. he plays a lot of video games like too yeah. much yeah yeah i think that would that would be nice i i i hate like i think there are like there's a facebook group for women who are dating in new york city where like people will put like screenshots of a guy's profile and be like this guy's a ghost or whatever and it's like mm. i don't i don't know what i think of it honestly <laughs> i don't know interesting yeah. that's interesting yeah. i mean i kind of don't mind it because to an extent, I get, I, you know, because there was a, I think a year ago, TikTok, there was that guy, I forgot West what they Caleb, yeah. Yes. Oh, and you're yes. like, oh my God, this is so brutal. But I do feel like gossip helps keep the herd safe. Yes, definitely. Yeah. 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 And you're married, Sarah. Yeah. You've been married for like a long time, right? Since 17, but Joe and I've been together, I think, since 2011. So you have been mm. in a very long relationship. Yes, uh, for a while. And I barely got, I didn't do any of the apps, but I did put profiles on while and I was bored at work. And I was always just kind of like so bummed about the men that I could, that I was pulling on the apps that I was like, this is not for me. Yeah, it's hard. It's really hard. I think I, I think I had that too, where I was like, how, to, how to be authentic to myself and like what I actually look like and am. Yeah, uh, but but also like you have to present yourself as like, it's kind of like a sexual object of like having fun. I'm having fun at the beach, you know? Yeah, it's I was just getting men that were like 30 years older than I was. And <laughs> at the oh, time God. I was like, I was only, I think I was 30 at the time. And when I was putting myself on the app and I, even then 
because I moved to New York and I was pursuing stand up, I felt old already that I was like, I guess that's normal. But now when I look back on it, I was like, no, that's so that's insane that there's like 50 to 60 year old men that were reaching out to me. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I will not be your last hope. So. Yeah. <laughs> Where they're like, she's age appropriate, but still really young. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I got reached out to by a seven-year-old the other day, and I was like, absolutely not. Yeah. Oh I love God. that you can use technology, though. I can tell your grandkids <laughs> helped you with this. Yeah. Well, it, yeah. Uh, well, I'm, like, friends with that. I would, con- like, this one girl that I would consider, like, a super hot girl comic, and it blows my mind the difference in our DMs, like, who she's getting and then what I'm getting in my DMs, it's just like, I'm just like helping sad, lonely men. <laughs> and she's just getting like uh, NBA players reaching out to her. I'm like, this is so wild how different this is. Oh, yeah, God. my DMs are just like a sad, a sad, like artist who <laughs> thinks that, that we have, we have like a chemistry. Yeah. There. Well, there is a- There was a tweet recently that was like, Colin Jost gets Scarlett Johansson. And then um, I I get them telling guys that they should try an open mic. That's what it's like for a female comic, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. It's I know Ali Wong has a great bit about it in her um, her new special that's on Netflix where she's talking about like her DMs are full of like a guy that's like, I want to wear your skin. And she's like, no. (laughs) Yeah, it's it is definitely like uh, the I've had a couple DMs from like normal people, but usually the guys that DM are are just not. Yeah, comedy advice is always funny to me because it's just like uh, I don't know what to tell you. Go try it. Like, but it's also like kind of like insulting me with like the thing that you've been doing for years and very good at. I think I can do too. Yeah, uh, that's why my yeah. YouTube page has zero videos and yeah. my profile is a robot. You're like, this is, yes. feels like. My favorite is like when they're like, I've been writing for years. Writing what? Yeah. What have you been writing yeah. for years? I know it's really interesting that like, well, you know, we all know like that old, it's like, like a tale as old as time. It's like, it's so much harder to like just create something and put yourself out there than it is to criticize and it's like again this like new wave of social media has like just created all these people that are just like I'm an amateur comedy critic and that's my identity and it's just like so interesting to have like I see like you know I think it was such a millennial thing to have like an artistic pursuit or like a skill or like a special talent like wrapped up in your identity that you could like talk to people about and now it's like a whole new wave of like well you know I never like you know like hit the pavement and did the open mics but um I have been critiquing memes I've been I've been curating memes (laughs) yeah so uh, I should be on SNL yeah that's my uh, so I'm kind of also gifted oh that is my favorite thing it's all yeah the gift of uh taking something i posted or i wrote and then you commenting on it and that uh, and that getting more views than what i did i'm a curator a curator it's like oh my god it's like such like it's similar in the way to the pyramid scheme people you know it's like this whole new job that never existed before yeah absolutely like makes you realize that like any kind of like critical review is just like totally bogus you know like the only things that i am like actually into are like the rotten tomatoes audience score where it's like i just want to know like 
a broad range of people thought that this was good enough to watch. And, you know, then you even realize like that doesn't necessarily guarantee that you're going to like it. You know, you just need something to be like, this isn't Absolutely, a total yeah. waste of time hellhole to get sucked into, you know? And a lot of like critique now I feel like about like movies, comedy, whatever it is, it's just like I would go and watch a movie and I really like it. And then I read like, I see a few articles the day after that are just basically like, here's why you're a dumb idiot for liking this. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, why? I enjoyed it. I thought, no, 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 no. You read between the lines, you dummy. And I'm just like, yeah. okay, I guess I hate it now. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're like, well, I guess I'm just stupid. Yeah. yeah, I know. And it's like so incredibly difficult and hard to even get to the point of having a movie that you're like actually going to make, let alone like writing a script. And it's so easy to be like me and my NYU degree have something to say about this <laughs> film. <laughs> I Yeah, I had a I got to, I finally got to watch some movies during my COVID sickness and battle yeah <laughs> and I, I saw i saw like a couple really good ones have you guys seen barbarian oh, loved it loved it's so it. good oh my yeah. god i loved it yeah katie and i were talking about when she's going way deep down this is in the beginning so i don't feel like i'm doing spoilers but you're just like why is she going and then we talk about like oh i've done podcasts in the deep woods of new jersey to podcast <laughs> like people i don't even know you're like so i've or I've stayed at a comedy co condominium with uh, their roommate there that I've never met. Yeah. That you're like, so I'm already, I always put myself in dangerous situations in stand-up. So I found her to be relatable. So yes. relatable. Yeah, you're yeah. like, what's back here? I don't know. And then suddenly <laughs> I went on a date once with a guy who he was taking me to a speakeasy bar in New York City. And this this bar is, it's a really interesting bar. I think it's called The Back Room. And it's mm -hmm. on like Norfolk Street, but it's it is the actually the only like living speakeasy that was around in the 20s. But you basically go in a tiny gate, you go down steps and then you go like about a half a block back all the way down an alley. And I remember being like, am I being raped right now? Like, and then, but also oh just being like, be cool, you know? And then I was like, yeah. so relieved when it just like opens up and it's like a speaking bar. But like, <laughs> you know, it's like, as a woman, you either, you have these like so many times where you're either like severely overreacting or you're safe. It's like a yeah. gas leak, you know, where you're like, I can't tell if I smell gas, but I think I do. And I either call 911 right now or, and I, and I'm embarrassed or safe, or I do nothing and I'm fine, or I explode. Yeah. It's like, just. Yeah. On. Well, it's like that I had that bit about like Uber pool where I didn't realize I did press the pool part. And then the driver went to pick up somebody, and there was a legitimate moment. I was really scared for my life. Oh and my I, <laughs> I still didn't say anything because I didn't want. I was, I, you know, I didn't want to overreact. Unfortunately, it was fine, but you're like, it's so wild that it teeters on just that balance or in that, you know, you can yeah. scratch his eyeballs out and be completely wrong about the scenario. Yeah. And then you're like, sorry, sorry, I gouged your eyes out from behind you when you were driving. I was afraid, you know, and then it's like, and you're a Karen. Now yeah. you're labeled a Karen. Yeah. <laughs> you killed this guy? Um, that was like pretty rude. Yeah. That would be a great, that would be a great horror movie. I love like my favorite 
type of um, one of my favorite types of movies. I got really into film noir during the pandemic and I love like the like killing or like accidental killing and then like the journey of the person who's a murderer because it just feels so like visceral mm-hmm. that you've accidentally killed someone and now you have to like cope with like these horrific feelings of like guilt and you know, just, it just feels so awful. And it feels like, like it could really happen. Like, whoops, I accidentally like, you know, I overreacted. I thought I was in danger and I like got out my tiny gun, which I've been carrying. And I just shot this guy on the street. (laughs) And then turns out it was like a paper boy. who was just (laughs) not, not following me in any way. (laughs) Wait. So I wanted to ask you guys, when you originally were talking about doing this episode, you were telling me that you wanted to talk about your reply guys because, oh, I guess you kind of did with the DMs, but like, we have so many. We have so many. Okay, so what is like the what is uh some of the general themes of like the type of annoying uh, dudes you encounter on the internet? Well, here's one I f- think is so funny. We had a guy. We you know we've been doing our podcast for a year now, and please, mm-hmm. um, we're on all platforms. So Lady Journey Podcast, if anyone wants to listen. But we had been asking for reviews on iTunes, you know, because we wanted mm-hmm. to try to get our reviews up and. So we had a guy that um, gave us a five-star review originally, but then he now, and you can see, it says solid, but now he's changed the review to three stars and he continues to harass us through the reviews, comments, like... That's so weird. That's insane. His original review was like something crude, like gross, and we like kind of made fun of it. And then now he's gone back to tell us that we have volume issues. Now he's gone back. Um, it says, um, um, build a fan base before you hide content on Patreon. These guys think they're Tuesdays. Like anyone's going to pay to see what you said on a podcast you can listen to for free. Hilarious. And I just can't wait to see. We have 45 people on Patreon. Like it's not nothing. And it helps us pay for the stuff that we need. Like, what are we supposed to close it down because this guy is like disgruntled by it? I mean, it's crazy. It's so funny because I just like I'm looking at the at the at the review right now, and I love the name that the review is under. It's just like a slim shady. And yeah. I'm just like cannot believe an Eminem fan would would say something like this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well i feel like we get crossover from joe my husband's podcast with mark norman tuesdays with stories and a lot of them are really great but it also has a venn diagram of some peripheral like probably douchey guys and Mm -hmm. i think we get some of the some of those guys coming over because it does blow my mind we specifically did this podcast to just we're trying to get more of a female demographic of like females that are fe- like feminine. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. um, whatever you identify as in the feminine mystique. Yeah. But yes, but not like straight men. Yes. Yeah. Like anything yes. or like a straight man who like if you do, of course, you everyone has a feminine side and like yeah. you want to be in touch with that. Like that's that's why we say like the feminine because it's not like gendered. Anyone can be a lady. Yes. But not but, if you don't want to, and you're like into <laughs> like we're just yes. We have a lot of hyper masculine people that just like it blows my mind. Like on YouTube, I was like, we should have definitely a lot of female listeners, and I went to look at our analytics, and it blew my mind. We are seventy percent men, thirty percent women, and then 
I looked at, I do other people's YouTube accounts. And also I think there are only men on YouTube. There are no women on YouTube. I like the idea of just like some horny dude. He's like getting all like, uh, you know, <laughs> excited to like listen to like women talk about making banana bread. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, you can uh, jack off to regular stuff, my man, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah like enjoy. Yeah. And we have one um, recurring troll. Um, he actually, he just leaves like, he again told us he is overflow from Tuesdays with stories. He will just leave like string of conscious, like stream of conscious, just like kind of latching onto something and then just garbled, garbled. Doing material. That's what I think he's doing. Oh my God. Oh, he's like riffing onto our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh and he's my like, God. He's doing it under the guise of that he's helping, but then sometimes he's been like really critical and said that I look like an alligator. You like, do not look like an I'm trying to imagine how people has... are even conceptualizing your appearance as yeah. alligator like. Well, literally look nothing like an alligator. I know. It we was... got one that just blew my mind the other day. He was like, I feel like I can say this in the Patreon world, but you guys say that you're in a glow up right now, but you're not. How can you show up to your video podcast and not even do your hair? It yep. looks like Jay Leno and Kurt Cobain are talking to each other. And then I was like, cool, new insecurity unlocked. I'm like, I know. Do, do I have I thought, a huge I... chin now? I thought we looked great. No, he said, you guys just say you're glowing up, but actually you're glowing down. And I was like, <laughs> what a weird man. Those fucking weirdos. I know. And I'm like, but I want to, I'm like, you don't get to talk to us that way. And also this isn't a Patreon comment. This is more like a YouTube comment because it was just kind of shitty. I just shitty. didn't feel like exactly. I would get that from a Patreon member. Yeah, we have had like we have a couple of men on our Patreon and it, it is always men doing this, but like giving constructive criticism, which we've never asked for. And we've actually specifically asked for no feedback of any kind, like on the, you know, like you need to if you want to hear like we're like if you're interested in us talking about something like tell us, you know, but like we've gotten stuff yeah. like you guys need to you need to like sound more positive because industry could be listening to this and you're like. Oh, interesting. <laughs> like, wow. they don't do anything. Is, is this my dad? Is this my father right now? Like, yeah, it's crazy. Is, because yeah, it's it's a type of thing. It's very similar because I experienced this a lot in stand up. It's like you could be like thriving in your career, like um, successful. But like some I think like a certain type of man is like very uncomfortable with a power dynamic where the woman is like higher than them. You know, it's like like these guys that are my dad's age who are like 10 years behind me in comedy telling me what I need to do when I'm on stage because they're only comfortable having a dynamic with me where like they're the ones, you know, like they can't handle yeah. it that I'm like doing well for myself. So they need to be like, hey, I, I know what you need to do. You need to get up there and talk about your pussy. And you're like, yeah. okay. Or yeah. don't talk about your pussy. People get so, I all my comments are like, why do female comedians talk about sex? Like, I get those too. Because it's, it's like, funny. Why do male comics also yeah. do it? It's also, the most talked about topic of both genders. Absolutely. Gender. And the videos that I always get the biggest response to and higher views are always sex. So I get 
rewarded when I talk about sex, which I'm not, you know, I'd love to talk about hummus and my printer and all that stuff, but those videos never do as well as the other ones. Yeah. Yeah. Now we did a, um, we did a podcast recently, um, which we were so excited to do because we love Joe DeRosa. We love Sal Volcano. It's called taste buddies. Mm -hmm. And it was us and Joe DeRosa was there. And we were talking about, um, the, the Twinkie and we were like mm -hmm. putting the Twinkie on trial. And so they posted this clip and it's a really cute clip of both of us where we both are like, we like look cute. We're getting in good jokes. And like one joke I said um, was like, I'm bro. Joe's like, I'm pro choice and these girls are pro. And I'm like, Oh, these girls are, I'm pro Twinkie and these girls are pro. And then I like cut them off. I go choice. You would not believe like they posted it online. I have not had, this much hate i'm looking at them now i was crying reading these comments like how dare you bring oh i think this might be the worst episode yet i love taste buds but my god this was tough to listen to it's like hilarious how off-putting just like our presence on the podcast was some people was to some people um Oh, yeah. I went on there to like at least their Instagram being like, oh, let's see. Because I was like, it's Twinkies. How harmless can be? I got three comments in and it was just nonstop hate towards us. And furious that I made a pro choice joke, like uh, as though I was like pushing my political agenda on my Twinkie humor. And it wasn't like just yeah. like a wordplay, you know, like people were like really off put by the fact that we were even there on the podcast. I feel like there's this like group of like podcast fans, like maybe the largest demographic of podcast fans. I don't know what they are. It feels like they all live on like Staten Island or something. Yeah. But like, I don't have any of those people who are like my fans, I guess, just because like I just I don't know. Well, because I, because I am who I am, but I feel like when you end up sort of like being on one of the podcasts or having one of the guests that has that fan base, you're like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. Like you guys are so weird and horrible. <laughs> yeah, they're awful. They're yeah. sycophants. They get yeah. so you cannot take down their king. <laughs> yeah, I feel like yeah. I feel like you're. I feel like. Um, like, I, I feel like guys who are like, like, not that that's like the audience for like your husband's podcast, but I feel like guys like that probably do listen to your husband's podcast because it's like, he's a guy and he's a comedian and like those dudes, like any like dude comedian, that's really funny or whatever, but it's just like, yeah. Yeah. Sarah has a word for it. Yeah. Sarah came up with a term for it. Um, oh, I've just noticed this in comedy. There's a, I call them comedy cucks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Chuckle cuckers. Chuckle cuckers. Yeah. They're like men. And they're also men comics that are comedy cucks. Like they are, mm -hmm. they follow their leader com male comic around and will do anything. And I've seen it also with female comics too. They have their own cucks, but like, yeah, it just blows my mind. Like the like, I'll go get your bags. Let me go get your bags. I'll carry your merch. I can't believe they said that about you, King. Like there, are, it's so weird, and it's, it's so, so weird how much it works too. Where the yeah. person who's in power is like, I think that's my best friend. <laughs> <Or> like, 
Um, well, he's, I mean, he's wiping your butt, so I guess. <laughs> I guess yeah, or these, pretty like, close. these dudes who, like, they have, like, the battle of their podcast or whatever. I'm just like, oh, my God, like, shut up. You're, like, 40. Everyone's 40. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's true. It's really funny, like how much hyper male energy is goes into stand up, and it's just like it. It's kind of like dissonant. It like it's a weird juxtaposition to be like male posturing, like I'm a fucking badass, like I have the best sharding joke. It's like this isn't boxing. (laughs) Yeah, we're talking about pizza. Well, you don't need to be. (laughs) It definitely has that vibe of like. The treehouse that's like no girls allowed where you're, it's just like, yeah, I just can't believe our presence alone is just annoying because I also feel like Katie and I aren't really like, you know, what you would consider like that nagging woman, that stereotype that they have in their head. Like we just have like a rolling pin in our hand telling you you need to take (laughs) the garbage out. We're just there making jokes about Twinkies like everybody else is. But for some reason, just being there as a woman you're they just like it makes their skin crawl yeah they, dare yeah, you yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Really I, I mean i see that like every time like comedy central or whatever like post like a clip from like a like a woman comedian the comments are always the same they're just like literally just copy paste it's always when the, when does the comedy start yeah i have yeah. not laughed yes. once and i'm just like i bet you have not watched the video because i watched it and the comedy started like at second two yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, I and I also can tell when a video is doing really well because that's when I start getting those comments at like a hyper speed. They're just rolling in, but it's the same thing over and over again. And it's like the same kind of dude. Yeah, I know. I've also like realized, which is that I didn't know that a lot of like these dudes like have their like groups and stuff. So like either like on Reddit or something, because like, like you said, sometimes you get it in hyper speed and then just like this feels like orchestrated. Yeah. And then you find that, that it has been posted on like a thread and they all saw it at the same time. And you're like, oh, OK, that makes a lot of sense now. Yeah. I mean, I just can't think of anything sadder than somebody who's just like their hobby is this like hating stuff on the Internet. You know, it's so it's weird. Like, why wouldn't you like want to try to make money or like be productive or like do or even any, just like, do something fun? Watch a movie. Do something fun. Like get a cupcake or something. Like Bake banana bread. Yeah. <laughs> Go on Watch a lady, lady journey. journey. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna take just a short break here and come back uh, with a little bit more interview on Patreon. Um, but so I just wanted to. Uh, give you guys a chance one more time to say where we can find your podcast. We are Lady Journey. We are on Apple iTunes. We're on Spotify. Uh, we are on Instagram, Lady Journey Podcast. We post YouTube. clips. Yeah. YouTube. We're everywhere. Yeah, we're really pushing our YouTube page. We've got daily clips. We have full episodes, full videos. And we also have a Patreon. So if you listen to it and you love it, please come aboard. All right, Uh, we'll be back with a little bit more chatting on our Patreon. Thank you so much for listening to Reply, guys. If you like the show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It really helps other people find us. The show is hosted by Kate Willett and me, Mohanna Delshaykhi. Our producer is Genevieve Garrity, 
Our theme song is performed by Emily Fremgen and written by Emily with Kate Willett. Our artwork is by Adrian Lobel. If you want to find us on Twitter, we are at Kate Willett with two L's and two T's, and I am at Mohanad al And Twitter is where you can find our reply guys. They are always with us. Bernie, take us out. went walking that ribbon of highway I saw above me that endless skyway I saw below me that golden valley this land was made for you and me this land is your land this land is my land